Are you wanting more Totally Mackinac Island podcast? Well, here's how you can get it. Be sure to follow Totally Mackinac Island podcast on Instagram. Not only do I share everything that I talk about on the podcast, but then throughout the rest of the week, I share other invaluable information that is actually going on on the island at that very moment. How that is done, up in my Instagram stories. I also like to share a bunch of pictures and videos that I have taken throughout my visit on the island. Another great way for more information about the podcast is always go to the blog. There I have all the links available for everything I have discussed. That is www.totallymackinaw.com. If you go on there, you will find everything I have ever discussed on the podcast, how you need to link up to it, and what other information you can have. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have learned so much. I love sharing all that I can with you. It has actually even helped me learn more about the island. And I always appreciate those reaching out to give me more information to share with everyone else. Now back to the show. Located on the crystal blue waters of Lake Huron lies Mackinac Island. She is tucked in between Michigan's upper and lower peninsulas. Indulge me as I share all the ins and outs of the place that stole my heart. This is totally Mackinac Island. Welcome back to Totally Mackinac Island. I am your host, Heather. This week I'm going to do something a little different, and many people often ask me, when I tell them about my love of Mackinac, well, what is there to do? And I think you would be surprised because if you're going over for a day, I know you're kind of limited, but this is why I highly encourage people to stay on the island. Reason being is that you're not worrying about the time constrictions of the ferry of when it might need to leave. And that is a huge bonus for you to be able to enjoy. So I'm gonna start giving different day examples of something that I might personally do, but this just gives you an idea of how much there is to do, that you never run out of options, and it's just a really fun, different way of looking at it. And I will say this, my friends that went with me last year in October, I think it was maybe around 2, 2.30 in the afternoon, and we had, we had done our fair share of walking that day, and I was wanting to go look at so much more, and I could tell out of the corner of my eyes that my friends were like, no, we're done. In all honesty, it was probably a good idea because time we got back to the hotel, it then started to rain. So it worked out for the best, but when I am there, I am constantly on the go. That doesn't mean that I don't sit down and relax, but... I want to take in as much of the island as I can personally experience. And so I'm going to give you a day example of what I might do. All right. So this is what I do on a day on Mackinac Island. So you all know I like to stay on the island and many wonder what all there is to do there. Well, I'm going to give you an example of what there is. And I'm going to share it as if I'm waking up on the island. Okay, so this is going to be my first full day staying on the island. I am a morning walk person. I tend to wake up early, so I'm going to be somebody that is going to be going out and getting up early. I can wake up at the butt crack of dawn, especially up there, because I want to get going. 
even before the sun rises. I also want to try and enjoy the sunrise. What I'm going to share with you is maybe a path you could take to go and enjoy the sunrise. I do not know um, east and west. I'm not that type of person, so I'm going to give you uh, land sites to go off of, and hopefully that helps you, all right? So I'm going to say I'm starting from Klohan, which is where I'm going to be staying when I go in May, all right? And I'm going to head towards Marquette Park. So I'm going to head down Market Street towards Marquette Park. And once I get there, you head back towards the back of the park where you're going to see a playground kind of hidden. Oh, sorry, I hit my elbow on the desk. Uh, you're going to see a playground hidden in kind of behind the, in the way back corner of the park. All right. And behind that playground is going to be some steps. All right. So once you go up those stairs, there's going to be two options, one obviously to turn left and one to kind of veer you right. If you turn left, that's going to take you up to Ann's Tablet. That's going to take you to Fort Mackinac, the Governor's Mansion, all of those places. If you veer right, that is going to take you in the direction of the East Bluff. Now, when you are walking this path, you will see a very steep hill heading down. This is Truscott Street. Folks, this hill is, this was part of the Lilac 10K run, all right? This is where, if you've not ever done this run walk, it's actually a really neat way for you to experience the middle part of the island. Just know that you start off downtown, you have to go up this massively steep hill to get towards the middle of the island, all right? Now, they do have signs. Horses are not allowed to go down there. Bikes, you want to get off. You do not want to go down those uh, unless you are extremely experienced because it is very steep, all right? You don't want to go down that street. You're going to keep heading straight, and this is going to take you in the direction to our truck. Along the way, you will see to your left, you're going to see a place that they call the Baby Grand, and this is a house that looks kind of like a baby grand hotel. It's got these beautiful white pillars on the front and it's almost a micro version, if you will. You're also gonna see some other great houses. These are all the East Bluff houses. They're gonna be um, so enjoyable to look and, and stare upon as you're walking. As you start coming around, you're gonna look uh, kind of straight over to your right-hand side and you'll see the top of Mission Point. This is where you're going to start to see that the sun is beginning to rise, all right? This is a great place to stand and watch it. I encourage you to continue walking down. You'll get to the end of this road, and you're going to want to take a right towards Arch Rock. All of Everything is labeled uh, with signs, wooden signs, at, at the end of any crossing usually, or they have signs with it. As always, as I mentioned a lot of times, have a map with you or have one on your phone so that way you can, as I say, be like Joey and friends, get in the map. This way, it just guides you that way. Also a good point, it's a great way for kids to learn about using a map because I feel with technology, we're kind of spoiled with that and sometimes they don't know how to do it. So this is a great option for you to share with the little ones. Head towards Arch Rock. This is where I like to go, stand up on the stairs, walking up overlooking the beautiful sunrise that is taking upon you with um, Lake Huron in front of you. And 
I take that all in, and then I go down the stairs instead of going up the stairs to Arch Rock, which many of you know that is a little bit of a hike. Once I get to the bottom of the stairs and you're on M195, I turn right. So I'm going to be heading back in towards town. But actually what I'm going to be doing is when I get towards Mission Point, you're going to see a gravel path right there. And that gravel path is going to take you up along the shoreline. It is a really pretty way to go and experience the sunrise in a different way because you're right there along the shoreline. Plus, you see a lot of freighters, which is a fun experience too. And then as you look behind you, you see the sun coasting in along Mission Point, and it's beautiful. I then tend to cross, a, uh, go across the path, uh, the grass path, if you will, with um, Mission Point Lawn, and I turn around and... It just is stunning. There's the gazebo, there's the shoreline, everything is just captivated right there. So this is one of my favorite morning sunrise walks. I will change it up occasionally, but I just really like this one. You get a nice, I don't even know how long it takes, honestly. I'm in no rush when I'm doing it. I listen to music. Sometimes I listen to a podcast. It's my alone time with the island because it's just beginning to waken up. The island workers are just heading to their job. The ferries might just be starting to arrive, but it's not full. So you still get that feeling that you're all secluded on the island. At this point, I'm going to start to head back into town, and I'm going to need to get a coffee. I'm going to be back on Market Street, so I'm going to hit up Lucky Bean Coffee House. And Lucky Bean Coffee House is this adorable little shop that is always busy you guys because first of all she does such a fantastic job of a variety of different kinds of coffees i believe i talked about this but she did a pear infused uh, latte in the fall and i got a small one because i was curious i can't explain the flavor it was so good then in the summer when i was there she did a cereal milk latte and I think, I can't remember correctly, but I believe it was Captain Crunchberry cereal, the Crunchberries, and she soaked it in the milk, and then it was the milk from that used to make the latte. I got that every day I was there. It was so good. Well, um, if, also, on a side note, Lucky Bean uh, Coffee House is hiring right now, okay? And they have um, on their Instagram page, so you want to go follow them. They're hiring full and part-time. Housing is available. This is a huge plus if you're looking to stay on the island, all right? The barista skills are not required, but they are preferred. And it seems like such a cozy and friendly environment. They're very good about letting you know how long of a wait it might be, which you don't care because you can just, you can sit a little bit inside. I kind of like to stand outside and just listen to the horses go by, all right? So I tend to go get a coffee there. And once I've gotten my coffee, I'm going to leave. And I like to walk with my coffee. Sometimes I like to go sit on a bench in front of the courthouse. Or I head down to Main Street kind of to overview the people coming in on the ferries. And just watch. In front of the Pink Pony, there's a couple of benches that are really good to sit and watch everything. After that, I tend to go and get breakfast. Now, because I'm staying at Klohan, they're going to have breakfast available. All right. 
that's going to be a huge bonus for me to be able to enjoy that. So more than likely, I'm going to be heading back there. Note that there are several places that have fantastic breakfast op options. For example, my girlfriend and I, when she was there last summer, she she was letting the, her husband and kids sleep. So her and I snuck down to the Pink Pony, sat down there along the water, and had a great breakfast. All right? Just know that the, there's tons of options. Some of them you can go in and get food to go. All right? Now, after that, this is when I am probably going to get ready to go and get uh, tickets for the carriage ride. I have been on this carriage ride two times the last year, and each time has been different, and I love that. You get very charismatic drivers. I have to respect them so much because to take on a huge tour like that, to kind of get in going with people, to get them laughing, the jokes are pretty cheesy, but they are fun. And my one girlfriend and I, when we were there in October, we really had fun doing some banter back and forth with the driver. So when you're going up there, um, there's you want to you can purchase the tickets ahead of time. And I think I talked about this, but I'm bring this up again. If you purchase the tickets ahead of time, you still have to go up to the box office. You can't go wait in line with that ticket. You have to go up and present the online ticket to the box office because what they do is they're going to tell you a time to get in there. Let's say, for example, when I went with my girlfriends in October, there were three of us. It wasn't as busy, but we went up to the front and we said there's three of us. And I had already bought my ticket online. I already knew this ahead of time. But we were put in the one group because they like to, they have it counted out. And they tell you, okay, so you're going to be on at this time or at this time. Which, truthfully, I think is awesome, even if it's really busy. That way, if you're like, okay, we have an hour to kill, go shopping. Or go, go get some fudge. Or, you know, go explore some different parts of the island while you have to wait to go get on the carriage tour. They do a fantastic job of running that. All right. They also have benches in along there that they put in that if you don't have that long of a wait, you can just sit there and chill if you want to. Or even go down to Dowd's Market, get something to snack on, sit in Marquette while you have to wait. So the pricing for the tour is uh, for the tickets only. The tour only, adults and senior guests, $36. Children, 5 to 12 years old, $15. No ch um, charge for children, 4 years and under, um, as because they'll be on your lap, all right? They are, reservations are not accepted, all right? Tour time is exactly 1 hour and 45 minutes. I will explain that in a second. All right, so you have your combination tour uh, ticket. That includes the carriage tour and admission to Wings of Mackinac. Guys, I'm going to recommend you get this, all right? The Wings of Mackinac, it always astounds me that there are two Mac up. There are two butterfly houses on Mackinac Island, two of them. That's incredible, all right? So you've got your adult and senior guests, $45, all right? So then you've got your children, 5 to 12 years, that's $20. So not that much more. Might as well get that, all right? And so this is their hours. Early May through mid-June, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Mid-June to Labor Day, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Labor Day to late September, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Early October to end of season, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. We went in the morning both times. When we went in July, it was a rainy day. We lucked out because it wasn't that busy, and we didn't even have to wait that long. We were able to get on there. Same for October. We didn't have to wait that long. We just lucked out. As I mentioned, they're very, very good about telling you 
what time you could come back and get on the tour. All right, so you take off on the tour. They're going to take you up. Um, I always, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Cadat Avenue, which is going to go past Grand Hotel. They're going to tell you a lot of different information. Some of them will tell you uh, some different uh, history about the Grand Hotel. The Governor's Mansion is always brought up, different things about the golf course. Each driver kind of tells you a little bit different, which I kind of like that. So then you're going to go up, and they'll explain about the stables that you're going past. And the one driver last year, she was talking to us about her horses and how they're treated and what they do for them and how they're spoiled and how many rounds they might go through and why each horse is different. So when you're on this carriage tour in season, you will go up and they will drop you off at the one part, which is Surrey Hills um, Carriage Museum. All right. When they drop you off there, they're going to tell you you're going to keep your ticket. Always keep your ticket because then you present your ticket to get on a different carriage, which is a green and white carriage, and that has three horses as opposed to two horses on the first part of the carriage. The horses are each taken at different parts of the tour because they are um, designed to handle different parts of it, and they explain it better than what I can. So I really liked learning about that. I didn't know anything about it. All right, so when you're at the Surrey Hills Museum, you can go into the museum, and I know I've talked about this, but if you go in there, they have donuts. Now, this is a big thing for me. I am not a fruit and dessert person. I don't know why. I know I've done a poll on this on Instagram. I'm really weird about it. I don't think fruit should be in dessert. I don't like to have it in there. That's just me, all right? So they are known for their blueberry donuts. I, they're blueberry cake donuts. When I was there, I thought, I'll just get a chocolate cake donut. You know, that's fine. I'll just do that. Well, my one friend, she got the blueberry donut, and she said, you've got to try it. This is the best donut I've ever gotten. So I finally was like, fine, I'll try it. I would, I would leave right now if that place was open to go up there and get one of those blueberry donuts. In fact, you know what? I would get a dozen of those blueberry donuts to eat on the rest of the trip that good go up even if you don't do the carriage tour you could go up to the surrey hills museum you don't have to pay to go in there you can get one of those donuts all right so do yourself a favor and get one of those blueberry donuts also in along there is forge a memory this is a blacksmith type of unique individual that he actually takes horseshoes and makes them into knives and you can make it yourself so if this is something you want to do just know that it's going to take a little bit longer you are not required to have so much like they draft you off and you can stay up there heck you could stay up there all day if you wanted to and then just have the ticket to take you on the carriage tour back so know that you are not limited on your time all right from there there's also the grand hotel uh stables and in there, you can go in and see all the different carriages that have been used throughout history of the Grand Hotel. Several of them for royalty, for presidents, and they have them in there along with the horses. And we were in there and we found out that they actually have a really unique system that allows the, uh, the smell to be filtrated out so you're not overcome with horse manure smell. And you get to see the horses and how they're worked on. But they're just beautiful horses. Go down and check that out. It's a really neat 
museum to check out. They also have sleighs, which I would love to do that up on the island one time. All right, from there, you can go up to the wings of Mackinac. And in there, they will tell you before you go in to be very aware of the butterflies to make sure that you don't, you always look before you sit. And um, if you're walking in or walking out that you don't have anything on you. But it is really fun to see all the beautiful different butterflies. And they have, um, I believe it was sunflowers that they were eating and different types of fruit that butterflies really tend to gravitate toward to eat. And so then they have all this information in there and it's just beautiful. It's just really neat and fun. And I mean, we were in there a good 45 minutes. It's not huge, but it is really fun to look and see all of the different kinds of butterflies that they have in there. Um, I was afraid at first that it was gonna be a little bit of two Silence of the Lambs for me, but it wasn't like that at all. And then they have a cute uh, museum that you, um, excuse me, gift shop that you could go and purchase some unique items if you'd like to. From there, then you can go back up into the Surrey Hills Museum where they also have other carriages that have been used throughout history. Part of the carriage tours, just different things, a few different tourist gift shops and get your blueberry donut, sit down, relax. Then you wanna hit the second part of the tour, which will be the green and white carriage tour and that will take you down to Arch Rock. From there, Arch Rock will take you back down to Fort Mackinac, and you can choose to get off at the hill for um, at Fort Street by the Governor's Mansion and head down, or you can take the carriage all the way around back down into downtown. We chose to get off the first time at the hill. The second time in the fall, we chose just to stay on the carriage because we didn't have anywhere to go. So it's kind of fun to experience that. And after you've done that, th see, that's why this is kind of fun. It, you can make it as long as you want or not as long. They do tell you, they let you get out at Arch Rock and they'll tell you how much time you have. And if you decide not to get back on the carriage tour, you don't have to. Um, they'll just leave without you. But it is kind of fun when they're driving through there because they go past the um, cemeteries and you can see it and they'll tell you a little bit of history about that. Actually, I believe that's before Arch Rock. Um, anyway, so just know that that is available for you. All right, so let's say I've finished that. It's more than likely gonna be around lunchtime. And just know that lunchtime, you know, if you're on peak season, actually lunchtime at any time, it's, it's, it could be busy. So just keep that in mind. I'm sure that this next year is not gonna be, um, I felt that they handled it really well if they were a little short-staffed. I never felt any repercussions of that, but just, Keep that in mind if you're going somewhere that you might have a little bit of a wait. And um, if that's something that you're okay with, then explore your options. So I, when we were there in October, we went around and we knew it was Saturday. It was super busy. It was lunchtime. It was the last full Saturday that the island was open, fully open. I need to say that, fully open. Um, and so we... We're going around to a few places and finally I said, well, we're gonna have to wait just as much at any place. So let's go in here. So we went to the Yankee Rebel and we were fine with sitting there. So we, we looked at the menu ahead of time. We just sat and waited for a booth to open up. And I got, again, I think I always mention this, when I'm up there, I eat as much white fish as I can because it's so good on the island. And I had their white fish and chips. I have to say, this is my favorite that I've had so far on the island for white fish and chips. It was amazing. 
That's that was my personal preference, but if you really like Whitefish, definitely go check out Yankee Rebel with their options. Of course, several of the other restaurants have fantastic um, menu options with the Whitefish. Sometimes it's Whitefish dip, sometimes it's Whitefish and chips. Each one, I think, adds a little different batter to it. All right, so let's say I've eaten at Yankee Rebel. I've had my Whitefish and chips. So I've got the afternoon, okay, and I want to go explore the island and I'm gonna take my bike to go around the island. Generally, I tend to bring my bike up there. Um, not that it's gonna be a road bike or anything, I just like having my bike. So I'm gonna head out of a downtown, go in front of the marina, head out past Mission Point, go that general direction. Sometimes I like to stop along the shoreline and just look at the water because it's just, it's like looking at the Caribbean. And I just, I have a speaker that I bring with me, and this is kind of fun. I'll play music. I make a Mackinac Island playlist, and I play music. And I just, I'm, I'm in no rush. I'm not rushing to bike. I just take my time. Folks, always remember, pay attention when you are biking. If you want to stop to look, absolutely, make sure you are off the road, especially if it's busy, all right? If you are in groups, don't have more than three of you across the road because there could be other bikers that need to go around you. And if there's oncoming traffic, it can be a little bit more. So try to just do a two-person spacing or do single file. These are just suggestions. It just helps it flow and there's just not um, any kind of stress maybe if you come into a situation like that. Most people are really aware of it, but sometimes I know that you could be overwhelmed with uh, now, I don't want to say overwhelmed, overtaken by the beauty and just taking it all in and you just think, oh my gosh, I got to stop and you just don't think about it. These are just some helpful hints for you. About halfway midpoint through the island, you're going to come to British Landing. That's where the famous cannon is that you come to. And here's, here's a great part that if you decide that you want to start exploring the inner part of the island, you can veer left and that's going to take you up into the island. That's also going to take you up to the little hidden golf course up there. All right. But if I'm, I'm, I'm not going to veer off at this point. I'm just going to stay on there and go from there. Uh, the Cannonball Oasis is a little cute restaurant that's right there. They're known for their fried pickles. And they have a lot of picnic areas around there. So you could sit and relax, have some water, have some snacks if you want to. If you want to do that after you've been biking a little bit. From there, I head back in, heading towards downtown. You're going to come past the school. Uh, you'll also, before you hit the school, you'll pass the Somewhere in Time Rock. That's going to be on your right-hand side. So now that they've done the new pool for the Grand Hotel, this might give you an idea. if you, Because it, it kind of is easy to miss this rocks, but rock, but once you see it, you don't miss it. The Grand Hotel pool is going to be on your left-hand side, and you can't miss it. It's, it's up there. The rock is almost directly down from where you start to see the pool, Okay. It's almost at the end of where the pool is and it's in where the treats are and it's the part where Jane Seymour says to Christopher Reeve and somewhere in time is it you and they just have a nice plaque on this rock and you see the trees so you can stop and take a picture with it and uh, um, whenever a flash goes off the plaque almost beams and it's showing Jane Seymour and Christopher Reeve on there so Keep heading on M185. You're going to go past the school. And at this point, you're going to be into downtown. So you've you've finished your bike ride. This is where I finished my bike ride. And it's the afternoon. And you're kind of thinking, okay, now what can I do? Well, this is, this is when I like to go into the fudge shops and get some ice cream. 
And I generally like to hit Sadie's ice cream shop up at the Grand Hotel. But if I'm downtown, I will then go into any one of them. And um, Joanne's, I like to go into Joanne's. But any one of the places that have ice cream, I tend to get Mackinac Island fudge ice cream or their moose tracks. Or sometimes I try something different. So I'll get some ice cream, and I like to venture into a few of the shops at this point. I think it's fun to do a little bit of uh, exploring of the shops to take some mental notes. Sometimes I write some down in my notes of what I might see that I might want to come back and get, what might be on sale. Just gives you an idea of some little cute trinkets that you might want to come back with. I, of course, have my personal favorites that I like to get. Uh, to go into right away, which is Little Luxuries, Poppins, Caddy Wampus, which is really cute little trinket store that's hidden back um, in kind of, I want to say, in one of the alleys. Um, I can't talk today. I'm sorry. Of one of the hotels. It's going into where you would see the Market Street Hotel um, lobby, and it's back in there. And so I like to hit those little shops, uh, especially for, I got... The one year, a necklace, I was on a mission to find the necklace with the Mackinac Island coordinates on it. And I I kept looking, and I think I ended up at Poppins is where I got the one. So I always like to go in and get those uh, ahead of time or just to have uh, some other things just to have while I'm there. All right, so once I finish shopping, this just allows me then to think about what time of day it is. It's probably a little bit later in the afternoon. And I generally then would go back and start to maybe get ready to start thinking about dinner. And dinner is kind of a bigger deal. Um, my lunches, I sometimes keep a little bit smaller because I want to have maybe a bigger di dinner. I have also just had um, I, uh, the Islander bean dip at Horns. That's sometimes just been my dinner. It's just an appetizer, but I make it my dinner. This last year, we did something fun that we actually headed down to Mission Point and had dinner down there. I really kind of enjoyed heading down there. They had a, a musician that was in there. And just to kind of, I love being downtown, but just to kind of be away from downtown because it is a little bit busier. A lot of people that are still there before they head on the ferries. And they have a couple of different restaurant options to choose from. But I had a really good, again, fish with uh, white rice. And oh my gosh, you guys, it was, it was delicious. It was really nice too to have that option of a musician again because obviously after COVID and enjoying that. So I, I encourage you to maybe head down towards Island House to hit Mission Point. They have some great restaurants away from downtown. It's a little bit quieter and you can take that all in. I know that the one restaurant in Mission Point did not open up this last year, but I'm sure this next year it's going to be opening. Another option if you really wanted to do something really fancy is to go up into the woods in on Mackinac, and that is up by Stonecliff. Um, I know that when I was talking to the owners of Clohan, Maggie was telling me that the taxi driver will come there and they'll take you up there. It's a really fun little journey up there. And the maitre d' at the woods knows, he'll ask you, obviously, where you're staying at. And he will have it arranged that when you finish dinner, that the taxi will be there for you by the time you finish. So you don't have to wait after dinner. They do a really good job working with you on that. Truthfully, never been up there. That is on my bucket list. It will happen at some point. 
So once I've had dinner, at this point, we're going to decide where we're going to go out for the evening. Mackinac has a really fun entertainment nightlife, okay? I have done the ghost tour, which tends to start, I believe it's like at 8.30, 8 or 8.30, because when it was in the summertime, it started and it was light out and it was dark by the time we finished. So I think they like to segue into it being darker. That, that was really fun. If you're not really wanting to head right out to maybe some bars or anything like that, that's, that's a fun night option to consider. The Peak Pony Horns, they always have musicians, okay? So you're going to do right by getting online and checking out who it is that they're going to have there. And generally, you tend to float from place to place. You might start out at Horns, head down to Pink Pony, and then vice versa, head back down. Some other places might have a few musicians randomly in there as well, too. I know that the one place would have... Mustang Lounge used to do a DJ. I don't know if they still do. Uh, they might late night. I haven't done that in a while. We tend to just stick to the live music, but sometimes it would venture over that way. I really enjoy being able to sit and take it all in. I am a huge music lover. Live music is my favorite. So to be able to enjoy some drinks with your friends and take in all the music and know that you don't have to drive, you're being safe, is a huge bonus. So this is a pretty full day, guys. This is, you know, starting from morning to night, constantly on the go. This is me, though, on what I do just on one of the days on my visits. My, my visits usually tend to be Thursday through Sunday because that way by the time I get up there Thursday, I have the whole afternoon, I have all day Friday and Saturday, and then I leave mid-morning on Sunday because it's a little over five hours to get home for me. So not a horrible drive, but just gives me an option that I don't feel like I'm there the whole day, but I get a little bit of the island in on Sunday as well too. This hopefully gives you an idea of how much there is to do and I only scratched the surface. I haven't even touched the West Bluff. I haven't even touched Inner Island, the crack in the island, so much more. So when people are saying, well, there's only stuff to do, they haven't utilized exploring the inner part of the island as much as I feel they could. I mean, even the fort alone is great to do. And Grand Hotel, so many different things to see on there. That's what I like to do on an example of one day on the island, all right? Now, I had said on Instagram that I would love if people would reach out to me to tell their Mackinac Island origin story. And I did receive a few emails, and I'm just going to read an email a week about a different person and their Mackinac Island origin story because... I love hearing this. I hope you guys do too because everyone has different ways that they have come about. Just as my friend Jennifer talked about hers, just as Nicole talked about hers, how everyone that I've talked to on here, how they came to be part of the island. And that is something that I have really kind of fallen in love finding out about because it is so unique and it's so fun to hear about. All right. So I want to thank Melody James for reaching out to me and sending this to me. 
And here is her Mackinac Island story. Our family first visited the island on vacation when I was in eighth grade. I am now 50. But it wasn't until I met my husband that our true Mackinac love story began. We came to the island for our honeymoon in 1993. That's where it all started. We not only fell in love with each other, but also with the island. We come every year, at least three times a year, usually Memorial Day weekend, then 4th of July week, then finally a week in October. Our sons both developed a love of the island as well. Our oldest son, now 25, got a job at Fort Mackinac as a historical interpreter, a soldier, and worked for the summers of 2018, 19, and 2020. The island will always hold an even more special place in his heart because that is where he met his wife. She worked at the Butterfly House in 2019 and then for the State Park in 2020. They married in 2021 and settled in Wisconsin. They took their honeymoon to Mackinac Island and have made several trips back since then. The island continues to hold a special place in our entire family's heart. We dream about retiring and maybe one day buying a condo there. She is uh, from Zeeland, Michigan. Melody, thank you so much for sharing that. I absolutely love everything about this story. How your son met his wife there, that he worked on the fort. That is so cool. Actually, my niece said if she could have worked in on the island one year, she would have worked in the fort. So this is a very unique story. Love that you shared this with me. If you want to reach out and share this with me, please do so on my Instagram, Totally Mackinac Island. You can send me a message on there or on my email, which is um, in the link in my bio for Instagram. I will also put it in the notes for the podcast. Please do so. I'm going to send this out. I'm going to share the stories. I think it's so fun to hear everyone's different origin story, how they came to know the island, what made them fall in love with it, if they go back, if they have a favorite place they like to stay, even something that you like to do that maybe you haven't heard me talk about that you would like to share and say why you like to do that. I think that that is the whole point of me doing this podcast is to give everyone the best option to go explore the island and fall in love with it like so many of us have. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Totally Mackinac Island. I want to thank you all for joining and reaching out to me as several of you have. Have a great week. Totally Mackinac Island is written, produced, and edited by me, Heather. 